I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum! Astral Radio Z is a horror code. Exploitation film podcast by filmmakers, critics, musicians, journalists, and fans for the film obsessed. Welcome to another episode of Astro Radio Z, you sleaze fiends, you disgusting perverts. You only downloaded this episode because you like whacking off. You saw the word porn and you thought, (laughs) oh my God, I'm going to get my jollies on this episode. Well, you are. Bingo, thank you. Good job. With me to help you get your jollies off with some very disgusting, sick movies tonight are my crew of sleazeball fiends. We have big fucking deal, Mr. Glenn Bittner. How you doing tonight, my friend? Wait, wait, is this live? Wait, hold on. I got a reputation. <laughs> pants back on. I'm tired of this. I can't stand looking at this anymore. I am great. Awesome. It's been a while, Glenn. It's good to see you back. Yeah. Next to him is, of course, Astro Radio Z Sapo, Mr. Mark the Movie Man. He's not wearing any pants, and he's drinking foo-foo drinks left and right. I think he's in the mood. How you doing, Mark? Good. I got my grape fizz. That's a bottle this time. And, uh, yeah, let's talk some porn. Yeah, I don't want to know what you're going to do with that bottle later. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, uh, oof. <laughs> I certainly wouldn't yeah, drink out of it afterwards, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and... Last but not least, the Astro Radio Z sleaze fiend himself, Mr. Scott Davis. <laughs> Usually when it comes to if I'm going to get the sleazier aspects of cinema, I'm always going to go to Mr. Scott Davis. He's always got it up his sleeve or anywhere else. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing awesome. It's, it's you know, that's the, that's the dichotomy of me. I try to be a respectable person in society, but as soon as I hear something like, yeah, we're going to be doing something on porn fair, I'm like, there, I'm there, I'm there. When do you need me? When do you well, need me? What time? How should I, <laughs> should I bring refreshments? <laughs> well, let's, let's uh, pull the, the, the veil back a little bit. You actually on Facebook run a porn parody uh, group. Would you like I, to talk about it a little bit? I do. It's got it's it's got tens of followers, <laughs> and um, it's it's a group called Perverted Parodies. And really, all it is is like every time I see like a news story that they're gonna make another porn parody, I put it up. If I ever see like a uh, a cover like a a box cover or something, I try to put it up. I don't update it that much. I do a little bit. The weird thing about it is, is that of course everybody sees this and they know, like you know, my reputation for like talking about things. That everybody thinks that I am like this massive porn fiend that's like always watching porn, and I'm honestly not. It uh-huh. am I? No, am, <laughs> there are moments where I have to go to the bathroom, man. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not I watching it yeah, yeah, I, I do sleep, but no, I mean the um, you know, I, I mean, does it? I mean, are there things in it that are, like, kind of, you know, get my motor running? running? Sure. But honestly, most of the time, I just find it, like, especially the porn parodies, I just find the concept of them so fucking funny. I'm sorry. When you have a for- Forrest Gump parody called Foreskin Forrest. Gump, yes. that is awesome. <laughs> Which which does bring us to the episode tonight and one of the main reasons we're even doing something like this. Um, obviously, 
I am not it. I'm not going to sit and do a show or a series of shows on just straight porno. It has to have some correlation to Astro Radio Z and exploitation in horror cinema. And uh, a friend of mine, uh, Paula Dirksen, who is the former co-host with Corey J. Udler of an Astro Radio Z offshoot called Smut Elves back in the Fearcast Network days. Go check out Fearcast Network on iTunes, and you'll be able to listen to all those classic episodes with Paula and Corey. But we were talking after we did the Human uh, Centipede episode a few episodes ago. Um, she immediately got a hold of me and said, hey, Derek, do you know about this? And it was, drumroll please. <laughs> The, the human sexapede. The human sexapede. And, uh, of course, I'm like, okay, I have to watch this. <laughs> um, so I found it, and I started watching it, and um, mm, I'm like, okay, there's something, there's something here that could be really funny. Because I started then looking into more horror parodies, because I'm not familiar with them at all. And I noticed this entire subgenre of uh, porno parody films that were just exclusively tied to horror films. I'm like, okay, there's something here. Main problem. And I'll list how I'm, I'm going to put an asterisk on this episode. Let's start with asterisk one. This is going to be part one of a series of episodes because there, I, there's no way I could just do a general one because there's just too many of these things. And after watching a number of them, I found them so funny and so fun that I actually want to visit the ones I didn't get to watch. Um, okay, so that's number one. Number two, we did not watch the entire film of any of these movies besides uh, Repenetrator because Be Repenetrator is only 20 minutes long. But I went and I got these movies and you true perverts are going to hate me for this. I edited out all the sex scenes because let's be honest, the, each of these movies were two fucking hours long a piece. Yeah. Two hours. We're talking a porno here, guys. What's the average length of a viewing experience of a porno? Let's be honest, boys. What? Couple minutes? Yeah, you, 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 you don't watch these all in one all in one sitting, so to speak, which is why I think a lot of them have gone longer as than the 70, 75 minutes that they used to be because they figured, wait a minute, this is the age of, you know, video and internet and everything else. No one's sitting down and watching this from beginning to end. They're watching it in like 10-minute segments. So they're now they're giving us like forty five minute sex scenes where people Dude. can like skip forward and everything. And it's, yeah, it's it's, it's, it's crazy it's, how long. It's, honest, it's honestly, I think it's way too much. Honestly, it's um, brutal. It was brutal. I was watching, and I don't want to jump ahead too much, but Human Sexapede was the first one, and the reason why I decided to do this was that first scene was a half hour long. Yeah, <laughs> I. So what I did is I went in. And on that one, and this is what gave me the idea for the rest of them, is that I went in and I literally edited out all the sex scenes mm. and then put it together and just watched it without the sex scenes. And um, let's just say each of them from two hours long became 18 to 22 minutes long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So these became <laughs> much more manageable because I'm be straight up honest. 
The sex scenes in almost all of these films were disgusting. They were were not tantalizing. They were not erotic. They they were clinical, and they were just – they were fucking gross. I I honestly was so bored with them. Considering two of them are from the uh, Burning Angel productions, yeah. that <laughs> those uh, those that company has a reputation of being extreme. So, yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> right. Well, in in the Tom Byron, uh, mm-hmm. Tom ones. Byron, who did yeah had Tom Byron Productions, yeah did uh, two of these, didn't he? So that is the second part of this that I'm going to put an asterisk on is that we are going to be talking about these films as if they were real films because we didn't watch them with the sex scenes. We watched them just the stories. I know that sounds so ludicrous. We're doing a show on porn, but we are not watching the porn. We're watching the stories. So, Mark, you have something to say. Go for it. No, I was just going to add that a few – companies recognize this when they came out with at the time the most expensive porn ever to be made which was and not that I watch these things but uh, the pirates uh, movie, or, or should I put I should say pirates uh, they actually have a, a version you can watch on the DVD that is like that that only takes you to the plot points and it's like almost because it's like the film was like two and a half hours long but right. they did that and the film was almost an hour long and it was hilarious it was actually a really entertaining film I'm like okay because they put so much in the budget and they had a couple million or whatever because they had CGI effects and boats and set designs and the whole nine yards and and they did that and it was actually entertaining I'm like there's a movie here, you know, and in fact, that's the version that they uh, sold at, or rented out at at Family Video. So this isn't the, you know, the, a couple. This, this isn't un, you know, too strange because some companies even right. recognize that and put in. Oh, you just want to watch the story bits because they're that good. Here you go. Yeah, the, I mean, yeah, or you've broken that. both your wrists trying to masturbate to all the porn scenes. <laughs> Just sitting there, sitting there in a full body cast, like ah! If you were able to last an entire sex scene of any of these films, you need to go see a doctor. It isn't, it isn't a matter of, of like you've had Viagra and you can't go limp. No, you have a problem because you can't come. <laughs> or the fact that, that you're blocked. actually, yeah, or you're actually watching the sex scenes and you're like. My fucking God, these are gross. <laughs> I think I'm going to go find a Sears catalog and go to the bathroom. <laughs> Sears catalog, that's old school. <laughs> I, I wanted, That was a deep cut voice, sorry. So, tonight, so, so the films that we are going to talk about tonight, and they're all straight up porn parodies, and they're, they're fairly, I mean, I picked ones that everyone would know the, what the original film was. So we're going to go through five films and then one that isn't necessarily um, a horror parody, but is so famous, uh, I, I had to I had to watch it, so I included it in. So um, the first one we're going to talk about, where I'm going to go down the line, then we'll just go into each of them. First one we're going to talk about is The Wet Dream on Elm Street, which is actually a remake of an old porn parody called <laughs> Wet Dream on Elm Street, if you can wrap your head around that um, one. No, it's the same title, but it's a different 
movie entirely. Well, it's a, a different movie entirely, but it is the exact same title. title. It's the so. exact same title. Yeah, there's lots of stuff like that. There's after uh, Eyes. I'm gonna tell oh, you. Oh, here we go. Here's Scott. After, go for it. <laughs> here comes the encyclopedic knowledge of this thing that no one should have an encyclopedic knowledge of. Uh, I'm like, for instance, after um, uh, Eyes Wide Shut came out. Yeah. There are three separate porn parodies with the title Legs Wide Open. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Jeez. Why should this shock me? Nobody Nobody's paying attention. Oh, so anyway, so this is the, the, the second wet dream on Elm Street, the newer one. Tom Byron put this out. We're going to talk about that. Then we're going to talk about this is an ingenious title, guys. I don't know how they came up with this. The official Friday the 13th horror parody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyways, no pun there, guys. No okay, pun. so all zero, zero tolerance. Yeah, yeah they zero all... tolerance meter put that together. Number three is the Repenetrator, which is wow. the porn parody of the Reanimator. And that's, I believe, is that a Joanna Angel joint, guys? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, yes. Burning Angel. <laughs> Burning Angel Productions put that one together. Number four is going to be, as I said before, The Human Sexapede uh, by Tom Byron. And number five is going to be Evil Head, which is the Evil Dead porn parody by Burning Angel Productions. And then as a bonus, toss in uh, Edward Penis Hands. We'll talk about Edward Penis Hands. We'll take an extra shot at Edward Penis Yes, yes. Two shots, maybe three. Um, I, I, I'm leaving that one to the end because that one's going to be hilarious to sit and talk about, boys. So let's let's get right on into it and let's talk about our first film here, which ended up being after I took all the sex scenes out, ended up being 18 minutes long. The Wet Dream on Elm Street. Let him. That made me really, really wet. Oh, yeah, I know. Me too. Makes my skin all pruney. Oh, my God. You're you're Edward James almost. I cannot believe it. I'm such a huge fan. I love Battlestar. Why can't anybody ever mistake me for a burnt Brad Pitt? Now, Scott, do you want to tell the fine listeners of Astro Radio Z what the overall plot synopsis of Wet Dream on Elm Street was? Sure. It's, um, well, yeah, 18 minutes down from, uh, I got, I, I've got the internet adult film database up here in another window. <laughs> so I can, so I can it, it's a favorite. favorite. Scott, like, is that code for I own the DVD? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Um, it's, it's, it's uh, yeah, 18 minutes down from 106 to give you guys an idea. So that's like 90 minutes or, you know, math. Anyway, um, so, yeah, this movie. Uh, okay, you know the story of Nightmare on Elm Street. Wet Dream on Elm Street has the same, th- kind of the same thing. These, they're, they have a high school reunion after a two-year high school reunion. <laughs> <laughs> because we, because you know, come on, we don't want these to be like grandmothers at 25, and they they bring in them at a two two year high school reunion, and it's down to like three girls, I think, at that point. Yeah. 
Yes. And the reason being is that all of their other classmates, uh, they they never specified, so I guess we're supposed to believe men and women, were uh, all slipped into comas. They didn't die. They slipped into comas through intense rubbing and friction pleasure or whatever, however the teacher says it. Because they came uh, at the because they well they they came at the hands of uh, Freddy and in this one Freddy has instead of having knives for hands he has a bunch of Doc Johnson uh, dildos and vibrators on his ends of his fingers there's a product tie-in uh, <laughs> and he was like this old he was like this sex toy guy who sold sex toys and then he got accused of selling bad sex toys and they burnt him alive. <laughs> and now he's come back and he's put all these people in like comas from pleasure uh, by, uh, by invading their dreams with these like giant dildo fingers. God, this is already more interesting than the remake. <laughs> oh my god. I'm, I, I want to I, I wanna say, I want to give two points here. One... <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me catch my let me catch my breath. <laughs> One, folks, if you haven't noticed, there's going to be a lot of lewd sexual talk on this episode. If you aren't into it, please tune out. Go to one of our other more family friendly episodes of Astro Radio Z, like the last one where Blade Braxton talked about jerking off at a at a swingers club, in a war. <laughs> it, 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 but prepare yourself because there's going to be a lot of lewd sexual talk here. So please bear with us. If you if that's your bag and you, you find this hilarious, by all means, stick around with us. And number two, Scott, I love that you knew the actual like name of the dildos that were on his finger because there's no <laughs> way out It's the Doc Johnson. No, if you actually it's look, the there's crib. actually a lot of things where they actually have – that's like the number one brand, and they have like all these product tie-ins. It was like a big deal. There was like a press release and everything. <laughs> it's, it's credited too as, as how what, who provided them or whatnot. It so. is. It's in the credits. Yeah. You guys yeah. paid attention to the credits? <laughs> well, you know, it was 18 minutes. We had time to spare. <laughs> Glenn, did you pay attention to the credits? There were credits? <laughs> <laughs> so, Glenn, tell me about the best scene in this movie, which is the flashback where uh, Freddy's trying to sell dildos to a bunch of fat dudes out of the back of a truck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm just I'm trying to figure out why all these guys were buying dildos. <laughs> that's what I was trying to figure out. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's a first for me. Is I, I never knew that they were like you know traveling sex toy salesmen who sold them out of the trunk of their car because that's just something you know that you know I want something that I can insert into my rectum. <laughs> I want something that comes out of someone's trunk. <laughs> you know, maybe there's like you know. The mortal on there, maybe an old French fry. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. It was this black market thing where he was getting all the best dildos, and he was selling them to these fat dudes, and they got pissed because he overcharged them. And then there's this epic chase sequence in slow motion of three guys <laughs> with huge dicks that are waving all over the place, dildos in the air, and Freddy's running from them. And then in a postscript, <laughs> the guy says. Uh, we, it, it wasn't until the sex education teacher threw the match on Fred. Yeah. 
Turn him into Edward James almost. That's my favorite line. It, yep. That's that's the teacher that of course is at the reunion, the only teacher. The, the oh, you know, I, I just love that Glenn's description just gave me this image of all these sex toys that so, smell like cigarettes and old white castle wrappers, you know? <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> wow. Thanks for that visual, Scott. Oh, God. I felt a barf in my mouth. So, so anyways, so... <laughs> oh, might, I, might I give a little preview? Folks, Astro Radio Z trivia, here's a drinking game. Guess which other movie tonight also involves traveling salesperson selling dildos. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> and, and if you if you guess it right now, email astroradiozpodcast at gmail.com with what you think the answer is. And if you actually get it right and don't cheat and wait to the end of the episode, we'll say thank you, I guess. Or we'll, just <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll give a shout-out we'll shout on the next porn parody episode. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and if you are listening to us live right now or watching this later, I'm sure your mother's very proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure your wife's and your girlfriends are going to let you jump into bed with them later for yes. sure. Yes. And very tender not, stuff. If not, beware there is a traveling salesman out there selling sex toys who might hop in there with them. Oh, my gosh. You know, so let's I, just, go. I just thought that's going to hurt, man, because you know what? You, I used to keep in the trunk of my car, my bigger old car, was a big bag of rock salt. Oh, it was real, real dry. And I'm just thinking, <laughs> shoving salt up inside yourself is not going to be pleasant. <laughs> what got me with this was was the makeup for Freddy, though. I, you know, they they put a little effort into it. Yeah, it I was mean, a big foam rubber mask that they was, had yeah. put together, and it was decent. It was okay. It, you know, it, it didn't I, peel I, off. So I got. I actually thought Anthony. Res- and that's the guy who plays Freddy in this one, Anthony Rossano. He plays a lot of the weird characters in a lot of these things. He also play, I think I think it's also the dude that played Homer Simpson in the Simpsons porn parody, and he played the alien in the American Dad parody. Pretty, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So like, if you need somebody to get into a goofy looking suit and pork somebody, this is the guy. Quote <laughs> um, uh, of the night. Yeah. <laughs> he's built his reputation on it. He's kind of, he's kind of, he's kind of like the Andy Circus of porn. Which is weird because he's not like, it's not like he's a bad look. It's not. It's weird. He's not. <laughs> <laughs> Only when this guy has balls all around him. Here I thought motion capture. Here I thought Scott's line was good. That just blew this fucking thing wide open. Holy shit! So boys, let's go down the line here. What were general thoughts of this thing, Mark? Go for it. Oh man, they tried. I give them an E for effort on this. I mean, they actually, you know, came up with an adult-themed version of of the story. Uh, the makeup was was all right. It, it you could tell that it was more than just. You know, uh, I haven't seen effort in a porn parody like this since the ET porn parody. Not that I watch these things, but um, <laughs> that's a gross movie. That is a Very horrible, it is a horrible, horrible one. But I mean, you know, they put forth the effort. Uh, you know, outside of the plausibility of the glove and the blades being replaced by appliances, uh, you know, that was a little like I'm like that's a little too you know that 
takes a little anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it take a little too much work there. Uh, I thought you know I, it's an E for effort. It, it it they were trying, and I think they succeeded in at least capturing the idea of the film. You know, you could tell they put a little more thought into it, just saying, "Oh, hey, let's make a." You know, they actually they they actually took some thought. So. I think of of all uh, like some of these, they just took the basic concept. When yeah. you strip away the sex scenes and you you literally just have the core story the way we watched them, mm-hmm. um, some of them fall flat. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, this one, along with um, and I don't want to get ahead of myself, Evil Head um, actually took the time and and yeah. tried putting the story together. And I, I they did <laughs> it was to me. This one had a lot of great humor, and uh, mm-hmm. the actresses, other than the the one sequence where um, she's watching uh, Dead Man fucking on her iPad. Yes. Um, yeah, but it's, it's a porn parody in a porn parody. parody. Exactly, the inception of porn parodies. <laughs> um, the, where that actress... She looked like she had better places to be. She did not want to be there. Yeah. yeah. Like literally, I've never seen a flatter delivery of a di- of dialogue in my entire life. And we're talking about porno here, folks. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But for the rest of it, I mean, the the fact that none of the girls could act at all was actually oh, beneficial that was to funny. it. Funny. Yeah. It was. It was well, actually I, really funny. I love how they even kind of played on that too a bit. Yeah. With with the one girl where it's like, don't don't talk anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you try to say your name, he's like, no. please, please, don't just any more words. Yeah, just stop. <laughs> Glenn, what did you end up thinking of this thing? I, th- I think this was the funniest of them. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I liked some of the humor that they went with. Yeah, the whole chase scene. I love the the Edward James almost line. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! In the very beginning, I mean, it's oh, just man. they actually they actually put a little bit of effort in into the humor of this one. So, you know, for what it was, super, <laughs> super <laughs> duper. Scotty, go for it. I I mean, I liked it. It was uh, just like Glenn said. Yeah, th- there's a line in the beginning, and <laughs> that's the punchline. I'm not going to say it again, but it was it's the best line in the movie. I really thought that was funny. And really, honestly, like about half the jokes land. They mm-hmm. about half the jokes yeah. land. I actually thought the, yeah. the story was funny and everything. The actresses, oh man, you got to put that in quotes. Uh, <laughs> because, <laughs> now I'm usually one of these people who's very who's very actually defensive. I don't like it like when people are like slut shamed or anything like that or right. anything like that. And I'm not going to do that now. However, I will say that you know, yeah, the they these. Women really could not act, especially uh, uh, Sophie D, who turns out to, she's sort of the Nancy character, although no one really kind of goes is is the actual character from the actual Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Uh, but she's like the final girl, literally. Um, and um, the and none of them could really act too much. Some of it was funny, but some of it was like, ugh. And the idea where they kind of made the, they try to generate comedy by making the girls all be kind of bimbo ditzes and everything like that. They're really – honestly, that that those that type of comedy really kind of fell flat. I'm like, oh, come on, guys. That's really – considering that we've already seen, you know, the Edward James Olmos, the Doc Johnson dildo glove. I'm like, really, guys? That's a little too easy. 
<laughs> so, but I thought that Anthony Rossano was so good as um, Freddy Krueger and stuff. So, uh, yeah, I liked it. It's not a classic, but I thought it was a good one. Actually, I liked it a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I also agree. Yeah, the two guys seem to be really into it, and especially their lines, especially when Freddie and the teacher talked a bit. It was a slight, <laughs> a slight gay tinge that they had. Yeah, it was like, uh, um, yeah. Tommy, <laughs> Tommy Pistol, not going to be the last time we see him in this show. Nope, not, <laughs> this show. not at all. Yeah, no, I thought this one, compared to some of the other ones, especially the other Tom Byron movie, which I'm not going to let out of the bag yet, um, this was a much better film than that one. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually, I thought, I thought it was, you know, for what it was, it was cute. And, um, and, and when I say that the, the porn aspects of this film were, were gross, it's not to, um, degrade the people that are involved in it, um, or the people that enjoy this kind of stuff just oh, no. for, for my taste, um, a two hour long movie where really there's only, 18 minutes of actual film and the rest of it is just all close-up shots of anatomy um, going into each other. Just It isn't my thing and honestly it, the way that this stuff is shot is just not appealing to me. So um, that's why I, I had to cut this down. If, it, if you were to take this in its original form, oh my god, forget about it. It's not even watchable. It's not, at least to me, if you're watching it as a traditional film, but if you just watch the story bits, I thought this one was pretty fun. I, I, I gotta agree with you boys. This one was, I, I laughed a lot at this yeah. one. Yeah, it was really good. So let's move on to the next one. We just did Freddy. Now we're gonna move on to Jason, the official Friday the 13th parody. <sighs> Do you have an espresso? Sure. Single or double? Hmm. Do you do orgies? Why, yes, I do. I mean, goddamn. It's a drink, Ralph. Mind your own business. Hot or easy? Hmm. I'll go with hot. I love it when it burns my tongue. (laughs) Shit. Where are you headed? Crystal Lake nudist camp. God damn it, get a hold of yourself, Ralph. I'm the new masseuse. I was hoping to get a ride there. I'm gonna work at the new spa. Are you fucking crazy? What? That place is cursed. In which, uh, <laughs> Mr. Mark the Movie Man, why don't you tell us what this one's about? Uh, we've got Crystal Lake Nudist Colony, and I'm pulling this <laughs> from memory because I just watched this like two hours ago. So, uh, Crystal Lake Nudist Colony, and we have a new arrival show up to the nudist colony and apparently the nudist colony is got a story where there was <laughs> there was a guy who who's not going to make it through this one. Yeah, I, I love this. I love this. That's what, every one of us is going to do this for one of these movies guys. Okay. Prepare yourself. So apparently the guy's member his dick is so big that he went out into the lake and it's so big it dragged him to the bottom and he drowned. <laughs> and, and every Friday the 13th he comes back and he attacks the residents of the nudist colony. <laughs> okay, let's. You're you're forgetting one of the one of the one of the key elements of this is that he, because he's down there for so long, his yes. ferments. Yes, thank you. Okay. Uh, yes, he, he, and he, 
the story is he's been down there so long his his sperm has fermented and every Friday the 13th he comes back and attacks the residents of the nudist colony by shooting them with his flesh eating jizz <laughs> for what is perhaps the best synopsis of the night guys <laughs> is- I, I couldn't make this I couldn't make this up if I tried. Seriously, for such a quality freaking like concept of how what they went after, oh boy, did this film just not deliver. Glenn, what give it to me. What did you what'd you think watching this thing? First of all, that was a lot of clothing for a nudist camp. <laughs> Nobody was naked at any point other than the sex scenes. Yep. This one, it just, I, I didn't really laugh much in this one. You know, there's the, the initial thing of, okay, so is sperm, you know, fermented, but that is just scene after scene after scene of just him with this giant fake-looking cock jerking off on people and then screaming as some stuff hits them, but that's it. Nah, I mean, you know, I, and I watched this one right after I watched uh, Wet Dream. Uh, I watched them back to back, and just it was definitely a, a big step down from that one. I thought, as far as far as the humor went, acting was a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. And this one left me feeling kind of deflated. Yeah, the production quality of the film was actually quite quite good. I was yeah. I was surprised they put in they put a lot of effort into the sound design. I mean, this all relative, folks. We're talking about pornos here, but um, uh, for for porno, I mean, it looked. And it, it, it felt like the Friday Thirteenth films, and um, but other than the unbelievable premise, it it just it was it was a snore fest. Uh, Scotty, honestly, I liked it um, quite a bit. Um, I because mainly because of that concept, because the concept of just that story. You know what? And I'm, and yes, I, I, I laughed. Yes, I teased. But you know what? I wouldn't have been able to get through that synopsis any easier than Mark did. Um, <laughs> Why do you not, think I gave it to him? Not a chance, you know? And, and kudos for just, like, ending it on, like, almost, like, three separate sentences flesh-eating <laughs> But, um, the... Classic, buddy. The, um... But I just thought it was really... I actually thought the concept was so damn funny. And I liked some of the back and forth between... Even though the humor wasn't as, uh, broad in the dialogue, just the back and forth between the characters were was... Actually, pretty funny. I thought the the actresses. I actually, cause just speaking from like a you know cosmetic point of view, I actually found the actresses to be more uh, attractive in this one as well. Uh, Sarah Van- Vandella, aka Sarah Sloan, who is the final girl in this one. Wow. <laughs> Agreed. Okay. Yeah, might have to might have to look up the uncut. Uh, anyway, but uh, the um. Yeah, the uh, I thought I just thought the concept was so funny, so that whenever Jason came out with this gigantic and looked like barnacle dick, <laughs> yeah, it was it, it was the biggest floppiest and, and dildo you ever saw. Gray stuff. Ah, I would laugh every time. And you know, like like Derek says, it's not like we sat through like two hours of this thing, like sat through twenty, thirty minutes of sex scenes, then that, then that. 
because it was in a 15 to 20 minute thing, it seemed a lot more quickly paced and funnier than it probably does in the uncut version. Mm -hmm. And honestly, and I know that this was just like thrown in there, and I know that this is not what we're even judging, but there was a couple uh, editing, editing choices and shots in the movie where I thought, you know what, if this dude was making a straight horror film, that would have been a good shot. Or that would have been a really creepy moment. Like there was one moment, for instance, where a woman's walking through the woods. She looks in a in this cabin because she thinks she hears the noise, walks away. There's no dramatic chord on the music. There's no nothing, but it just goes back to the cabin and shows the Jason character casually looking out of the cabin. I thought, you know, in a legitimate movie, that actually would have been a good shot. <laughs> that would actually have been a good Yeah, moment. there was a couple instances where they had Jason just kind of lingering in the background and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, I was like, that would have been a good thing. Of course, this isn't supposed to be scary or necessarily. Uh, it's supposed to be, like, you know, sexy and funny. And I thought it mostly delivered on those posts. And also, Derek, I know you're the Friday the 13th super fan, but honestly... I found this film to be more original and enjoyable than about half the series. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Look out, I got, duck. <laughs> I gotta, well, I got to be honest. It, it was, it, in the edited form, it was about as memorable as the worst Friday the 13th film. Oh, I'd rather yeah. watch this than Freddy vs. Jason any, week, any day of the week. <laughs> uh, we're going to disagree I, about I, that one. Okay, but, so uh, watch this before Manhattan any day of the week. So. I'm with you on that one. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> oh, oy vey. But there were a few jokes that, that, that hit. I, I think there was, a, there was a couple, or there was actually a triplet. There was this dude, there was this uh, total schmo that was with these two hotties that were playing, like, I don't know, where, what were they playing? Strip, strip poker? Mo- strip Monopoly. Strip Monopoly. Just like the like number one, like Friday 13 Part 1, they're playing Strip Monopoly. Um, I thought just because the guy was such a shlomo, um, <laughs> I, I found those scenes slightly humorous. There was some humor stuff. It is the concept. The concept's what was really funny. And ultimately, he gets his dick chopped off with an axe. So, um, <laughs> yeah. There you it go. Uh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Mark. I, I just wonder about the people who are watching this, you know with, you know, fully uncut and everything like that, to be like, you know, sitting there, maybe they've got kind of a rager going on down below or something, and all of a sudden that chop comes in. How many people cross their legs? <laughs> that? How, I, I don't know how you would even be awake if you watched this in the traditional form, because those sex scenes go on for like 40 minutes a piece. They do. You, you, have to, you have to do like the skip, the fast forward, I imagine. So yeah. Next oh. chapter. Chapter forward. <laughs> Unbelievable. Two-hour porno films. Unbelievable. Just unprecedented. Two, two hours is actually, you know, we're, we're talking about that. You know, Derek, actually, two hours is actually on the short side these days. A lot of these are over three these yeah. days. Yeah. And they, they And it's not like they have more content. It's just the scenes go on, on. forever. Yeah. I don't get it. It's, it's too much. Back in the 70s and 80s, it was like ten minutes. Yeah, I don't. Well, that's because in the '70s and '80s they had normal human beings. Yes. <laughs> they didn't have. They didn't have have stamina Stanley out there, you know, and doing an all-day shoot for one scene, you know. It's stamina like, Stanley. Stamina Stanley. <laughs> so, Mark, they, uh, what did you? Um. 
Yeah, after especially after watching like uh, uh, you know what Dream on Elm Street and a couple of these others, uh, watch this one. I'm like, okay, you know, I, I liked kind of the look, you know, the the location they did, you know, with the cabins and that. I I kind of liked the location, and and the concept was great. I wanted to see some melting freaking people. Though I mean, you know, yeah. come on, get just get some boiling water and some pudding, and a fake, you know, skeleton or whatnot, and just pour it on it. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I think the only the only time we ever saw like the aftermath was a faintly bloodied uh, bathtub after, yeah. Uh, yeah, the one lady supposedly yeah. it was totally an off off screen kill. We didn't see yeah. the jizz coating on that. No, that's a little disappointing on that one because, you know. So. <laughs> but no, there was no melting, and I wanted to see melting. I'm like, you put it forth this effort with this concept, and you're not delivering with the payoff of actual flesh eating. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I may sound like a sick bastard, but it's true. If you claim there's going to be flesh eating, show some flesh eating here. Don't just show people with a money shot. I'm like, oh, look, another money shot, and they're screaming. Yeah, that's like yeah. most of the guys back. That's like most of the guys behind the camera when someone misses. Come on. You know, yeah. that's so... <laughs> <laughs> yep, I think that's all we can say is just go, yep. yep. Um, so let's go. I think we covered this one, boys. Yeah. Let's move on to the next one. something bigger The next one is Repenetrator, and I'm going to handle this one, boys. Um, Repenetrator is a loose remake of Reanimator in which Dr. Herbert West has concocted this. It, it honestly takes more after um, The Bride of Reanimator, um, where Herbert West is in his laboratory, and he has this beautiful female, naked female on a slab, uh, and he injects her with uh, the radiation uh, reanimator fluid and brings her back to life so that he can screw her for 20 minutes. Um, that's basically it. And um, honestly, of all of these, this film was disgusting. It was <laughs> absolutely disgusting. And, and the reason I say that is, is because it's it, it literally is nothing but one sex scene. It's only 20 minutes long. The, the story aspect is literally two minutes in the beginning. And then the rest of it is two people covered in caro syrup and goo screwing each other. And it, it literally looked like somebody who, whose time of the month went haywire and they decided to, to shoot a, a sex scene wow. during it. It, to me, I, I found this one really hard to watch. Uh, Scott, what did you think? No, I, I actually agree with you. Yeah, um, it's this one. I have a lot of respect for Joanna Angel. I think that she's funny. I think she's smart. I think she's, you know, had, uh, you know, she's she's filled a ne a good niche in in both this industry and other industries. And but you know, yeah, this was the 
first kind of real concepty thing that uh, her company had did. And it was they made a big deal about it. It turns out to be one little 20-minute scene, and it's mostly gross, honestly. Because it's not just that they're having sex, people. It's that she's coughing up blood and bile, and there's just, like, all this, like, brown and red fluid going everywhere. It's really nasty. Um, there, There's one funny bit in the beginning. It's, like, well, the only funny bit in the whole thing is that it's, she's trying to get the he's trying to get the zombie to speak. What do you want? What do you want? And she goes, balls, balls. <laughs> I laughed at that, and apparently that was the line that Joanna didn't want to say, but she felt better afterwards because yeah. Uh, but the um, yeah, it's just a gross, gross movie, and they kind of repeated this formula a little bit a, a year or two later when they did another porn parody, The Triple Exorcist. There. That maybe, one, let, maybe we'll save that one for another episode. Yeah, and that one's a little more creepy, but it's got the same kind of fluid, but it's it plays a lot better than this one. I just thought this one was just uh, really gross. I mean, Joanna Angel is a fantastic lady. She's very attractive. But, uh, yeah, this is it's, – it's like a half thought of a movie, and <laughs> yeah. it's, it just didn't work out for me at all. Glenn, is there any way this would have ever turned you on in any universe? <laughs> Glenn, I'm sorry. I'm trying to. I'm trying not to vomit. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 nah, not not at all. Um, no. No, no. <laughs> and, and and that's kind of all I can really say about this one too. I mean, is there is there anything anything you can elaborate on this, Glenn? I love fast forward. That's what I <laughs> with this one. I love the fast forward function. Yeah, this was literally the only one that I didn't edit because if I would have edited it, it would have been, been a minute, a minute and a half. Yeah. So yeah. Um, the guy, uh, the 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 well, the only guy, and it has to. He really needs to work on his maniacal laugh. Yeah, that's, that's I, one, of the, one of the one of the worst maniacal laughs I've ever heard. Yeah, that was Tommy Pistol again. I think this was one of his worst. I think this is one of his first movies too. Oh really? Oh wait, no, it's no. I'm looking on the IAFD. No, it wasn't. Sorry, so I was trying to save you there, Tommy. Now you just. Eh. <laughs> oh my gosh! The, th- the the fact that that exists is hilarious to me. Of Mark the movie. Of course it exists. Of course it does. Mark the movie. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I got, I got nothing. I, I, I'm like sitting here going. I'm sure there's someone out there. I mean, after all, oh, you've no. got the re- you've got the regurgitated trilogy out there. So I'm sure that was probably up those folks' alley. Um, you know, and the set design. At least they they put a little bit into it you know the yeah, as far there was as dry as, ice you know, pr- prop, props in that they they actually set up the scene uh, a little bit to make it feel somewhat evil laboratory-ish but he that's... won an award for this film who did Tommy Pistol, Pistol. <laughs> most outrageous sex scene well oh, well yeah uh, let's get that's... it to him on that one this was yeah. definitely outrageous I, I do have to correct and one not, thing. Not like Jim. I do You'll have to look for that parody later. Anyway, 
I, I do. I do have to correct one thing. I, I where I go back. Yes, this actually was one of his first movies. Mm-hmm. It was like his first or second movie. Because I forgot how old this movie is. This movie's like ten years old, two thousand five. I'm going on the IFD right now, uh, and it. Boy, they're getting a lot of plugs tonight. Um, <laughs> and uh, to, no pun intended. Uh, the and. Um, I got to tell you, you know how, how this industry works, guys? He's been doing this for 10 years now, though, ever since this movie. How many credits does he have? According to this site, 456 titles. Jeez, <laughs> I can't believe In 10 has, years? I can't believe it hasn't fallen off. Holy shit. Oh, my jeez. <laughs> that's nearly, if you take a break in there, that's... Wow, that's, that's a year's that's work. One every one every six weeks. Wow, I mean that's six. You get six weeks and one week off. There you go for ten years. Six weeks and one week off. Oh my gosh! Yeah, do, do you really think they, 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 they're not like doing like you know thirty takes of a scene here? No, well, no. This is action. Three hours later, and cut. <laughs> that's literally. That's literally what happened. Is they they probably shot a couple hours worth of footage, mm-hmm. you know, here and there to get different angles and whatnot, and that's it. There you go. One scene in and out. There's not really much to say about this one, <laughs> other than the fact that, as as Mark said, if you're you're one of these dudes that are into the Vomit Gore series, or uh, you, you get your jollies off to really grody things, then yeah, by all means. Check it out, but uh, there's not really much to say. I I honestly found it really repugnant. I <laughs> I really was turned off by it. I thought it was really disgusting, and that that's saying something. It's uh, <laughs> oof, oof. um. So let's move on to the next one, yeah. which is the human sexapede. I just can't imagine traveling anymore to find a man that can keep up with us sexually. I mean, we've already fucked our way through every guy in the states. Canada, Mexico, the Caribbean, Minnesota? Yeah. When will it end? I mean, is there anything more terrifying than this moment? The moment we can't get close enough to a strange man? Isn't it probably the most fear we will ever suffer? Ever? And I'm going to leave the synopsis of this wonderful family film up to Mr. Glenn Bittner. Go for it. <sighs> All right. So this one. Uh, you have a couple of girls who cannot achieve normal sexual satisfaction with, you know, just a little in and out. They need something else. And they are kidnapped, kind of. I mean, almost willingly kidnapped by, uh, was it, Dr. Helter? Um who is going to join them uh, mouth to genitals with an Asian man so they can experience sexual pleasure all the time. Yep. And <laughs> there you go, folks, the human sexapede. Glenn, do you, do you feel, when compared to the human centipede, that this uh, was, an, was a decent parody? I think it was, it was a decent parody of the original film. I mean, I know some people are, are fans of the human centipede films, I'm kind of. I've always been kind of so-so on the whole thing, so and I was kind of so-so on this. So I suppose it it hit the nail perfectly for me. If I got to be honest, let's set Repenetrator aside because that's really. I kind of feel bad for even including it after watching it because it's not really a film uh, compared to the rest of this stuff. 
this this was the most disappointing one for me yeah. of the of the entire uh, night that we're going to be talking about here. Because um, to be honest, there wasn't anything to it. There mm-hmm. there was no no real story. There was no humor. Um, the attempts at humor were uh, there were scenes when he was making his sexapede where he would jump in and out of frame with different utensils as if he had to use all these different apparatuses yeah. like you know, like he had a, a screwdriver and he had a hacksaw and he had a rubber chicken and he had a, <laughs> it, that's the kind of humor that you had there but uh, other than that uh, let's just say it's kind of like the human centipede 3 where you don't get to see it until the very end and honestly if you didn't want to watch this at all you could have just checked out the poster of the film and you would have seen it yeah, <laughs> that would have been the entire thing. Mark, what'd you think? Yeah, it was out of all of them. This felt like the least thought out or the least attempt <laughs> at at the parody. It it really like they cashed it in it. Like there's you know they heard of the human centipede coming out and suddenly they were like, oh, we've got to jump on this idea, and they just okay, <laughs> and because yeah, out of all of them, this felt like really the most like it was just a, a trying to play off the popularity and not actually putting forth any real effort in, in the story or anything. It was just, you know, yeah, <laughs> it was. It, well, it and was, this one actually hit buzz when it came out. Yeah. I mean, I heard about this when it came out. It was on, uh, I think, Best Week Ever talked about it, mm-hmm. which just shows that that show was a pile of crap because they thought this was actually, <laughs> they thought this was actually funny and well-written. So... But I mean, this is one I actually heard about when it when it was when it first came out. I remember seeing it online, people talking about it. Well, I think that's just because of you know that no one could believe they would actually do a parody of that movie. You know, because you know the Human Centipede itself. People who didn't people who loved extreme cinema were talking about Human Centipede. People who had never even didn't even know what extreme cinema was was were talking about Human Centipede. So the fact that they did a, a, a porn parody of it was like a big deal, you know? <laughs> but but with the concept of the I mean, this is one of those where the original is so extreme that the concept of them trying to do a, a parody of it just isn't going to work even if they did put more thought into it, I don't think. Yeah, exactly. You know, one of those things, I mean, you know, Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street, both of those, with their concept in that, they prove, you know, you, you've got a lot to work with there. With Human Sexapede, the film that you're trying to parody is so extreme that whatever you do, it isn't going to match that, you know, I, it, it, I don't think. I, I think there could have been an opportunity to really have some fun with this. And, and the mm-hmm. fact that you really don't even get the sexapede until literally the last shot of the film and the shot lasts all of 10 seconds yeah. is, is a great disservice. And I can't believe I'm saying this about a porn parody. But, <laughs> but it's, it, it really was like to me – and this was the this was the film, and I, as I said earlier in the episode, that made me want to edit this these down. Is because mm-hmm. the first scene alone lasts almost a half hour to forty minutes, and it's just so boring. Then when I I knew when I was because I fast forwarded the entire thing, I knew oh man, I bet you this thing's only ten minutes long when you cut these things out. 
and it was what maybe 16 to 18 minutes maybe yeah. or, or even like 15 yeah. minutes um and it was boring to watch it then too and i think honestly you could have had a lot of fun with the creation as opposed to the guy tom byron trying to do a german accent it was it was a flop for me boys um scotty what'd you think well, I thought that uh, I'm not going to be quite as mean to it as you guys were, um, because. But I will agree with you for the most part. The film just doesn't work. It's, you know, it's it's the, how I was talking about the that the characters are are portrayed as ditzes, which they did in the other Tom Byron production, which was Wet Dream on Elm Street. Well, they do that again here, and it just doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. I was saying, yep, this is. Uh, crappy movie until Tom Byron shows up. I actually really especially like if anybody has ever okay, hey a, anybody out there, have you have you seen a uh, story-based porn film made since 1980? Then you've seen Tom Byron. <laughs> he started out like as like this like baby-faced kid in these in these movies from the early 80s, you know, the type of person where I'm going through changes, could you tell me what they're about? That kind of other role. And now he's of course, you know, like a, almost like senior citizen material. Uh, and um, he's so he's like made this his career and he's done production and everything else. I've never seen him do a role like this. And so he did this very stern faced fake German accent. I like to party. And he puts on a party hat and a little <laughs> noisemaker. Ah! I, I just started, just because I knew who this guy was, I just started howling, laughing every time he was on screen. So when he comes in there and he's doing the old slapstick routine of like – having of like adding like the screwdriver and the rubber chicken and everything else to it. I was cracking up at that too. Everything else in the movie, I absolutely agree with you. Uh, everything else in the movie, it just kind of falls flat. I'm not a huge fan of the human centipede movies. I saw the first one said, eh, I don't really see the big deal. And that's basically it. I didn't see enough of the second one to really render a judgment. Uh, and I haven't seen the third one at all, but uh, this one, um, I just liked Tom Byron's performance so much that in this edited down form, thank you, Derek. Thank you for editing these down because in this edited down form, it was very funny. In the full two-and-a-half-hour film, I don't think I would have had the patience for it. But this, I, I liked his performance in the, in the movie, and it made it worthwhile to me in the shortened form. The rest doesn't work. So I'm kind of middle of the road on this one. Yeah, I agree with you. I think the only real joke that hit for me was uh, we, the, when we first are introduced to uh, the Asian, the Japanese man, and, <laughs> and he's screaming just like it's a hard cut to him screaming. Yeah. And then everyone's like, what is going on? Why is this guy screaming? And then all of a sudden he stops and goes, oh, it, it's just my thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was literally the only yeah. joke that hit for me. Otherwise, it was uh, – it's kind of a dull one, uh, especially when edited down. It's too bad. I think Tom Byron put in a, a decent enough performance, but unfortunately, they're just well. And, and then, and then I'm looking at this going. One person in this human sexapede gets shortchanged because the whole yeah. point of it was. Now I'm really thinking too hard on this. I know, but the whole point of it was so that all of these members could receive, you know, continuous pleasure. But the girl at the end, I like. Make a triangle, not a centipede. 
you, yeah. you know, make it, make it, you know. Uh, but the way they have it, I'm like sitting there going, she's getting shortchanged, you know. I she she, you know, that doesn't fall into the plot of my God. I can't believe I'm going this intricate with the plot that it didn't <laughs> follow. We are all, you know, we it's, are all becoming the the we are all becoming the person who watches a Superman movie and saying that wouldn't happen. <laughs> We're all becoming that guy. But you know, this would be perfect for the for the like director's cut of the sequel, where you have where you have like at the very end you show the human sex of Eden, and then you have Mark burst through the through the door with a fake German accent. Wait, we can do better. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we can do better. There we go. He's got the, the part. The human daisy chain. <laughs> the human caterpillar. The human caterpillar. The human oh, caterpillar. Man. If Mark, Mark, if you were you were in there instead of Tom Byron, this movie would have been a thousand percent. I would not have. Wa- I I would have had to have someone else edit it because I wouldn't have wanted to watch you in sex well, scenes. Well, no, I would. I wouldn't want to watch me in sex scenes. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, the lady, the the female listeners of Astro Radio Z, Jill. Sorry if you hear this. It's gotta be known. Mark is a sex pod. Everyone wants to see Mark. He wants to see him hot and heavy. Emails all the time, folks. So emails, constant emails about when am I going to get to see Mark the Movie Man naked? I got to see him hot. I don't know. When I, when I see it naked, I'll let you know. <laughs> when I see it naked. Oh, Jesus. All right. So the human sex appeal. I think we've wrapped that one up, boys. Yeah, Let's move on good. to the next one, which is the evil head. Shelly, thank God! What happened to you? Like you care, I'll tell you what's not going to happen to me. You. Fuck off. What got into you? You never cared before. What got into me? You want to know what's gotten into me? The fucking trees. I just got gangbanged by the trees. And guess what? <laughs> I loved it! <laughs> well, evil, evil Head actually follows the storyline of Evil Dead fairly well, in fact, in that we have four friends who go to a cabin for a weekend of fun, and they run across the, the was it the Sexonomicron or whatever? I forget yeah, something like that. Anyway. anyway, it's a book bound in human, uh, uh, yeah, jizz, and uh, <laughs> it's got positions written in blood in it and of course there's an evil presence there uh, that uh, takes over them one by one and makes them into sex crazed demons and <laughs> we see how Ashley deals with this as one by one all of his friends become these sex crazed demons and yeah it, it follows the storyline of Evil Dead fairly well um, yeah, and there's also a familiar voice in here who I did yeah, not expect yeah. at all. I yes. did not expect at all. Uh, it, for those of you familiar with Evil, if you don't mind me, Derek, I'll go right in. Go here. right ahead, um, sir. If, for those of you familiar with Evil Dead, uh, there's a tape recording that, of course, helped start all the evil stuff going on. And uh, there's a voiceover in here by Uncle Lloyd himself. Lloyd Kaufman's voice shows up on this. Now, this is another Burning Angel production, but this one, unlike Repenetrator, this one had 
a full set that they tried to duplicate the original Evil Dead. It looked like a set maybe borrowed from the Evil Dead the musical. Uh, the makeup was actually, I thought, pretty decent. Uh, acting was a little better, but the story, I mean, they, they actually are telling a full story here and doing a adult retelling of Evil Dead. Yeah, I'm going to be straight up honest with you guys. This was my favorite, and honestly, this is going to be downright shocking, and people, I'm going to get hate mail. This was better than the remake of Evil Dead. I knew you were going to say that. This was better, 100% better. I was watching this thing. I was just like, yes, yes. It was so fun. I, I had a great time with this. I thought uh, they, the, the guy who played Ash – um, he, he had a lot of fun with it. Um, I thought the whole thing was goofy. The tree rape scene made sense. Um, <laughs> <laughs> as much sense as it could. Um, but uh, honestly, it, without the sex scenes, this is as straight up a send-up parody of Evil Dead, spot on as you could possibly get. Uh, Glenn, what did you think? I like this one. Um, yeah, yeah I, I agree with you, Derek. This is hands down better than the remake. In every way imaginable, um, <laughs> and I, I like how closely they followed the original story. And yeah, I caught the uh, the Uncle Lloyd voiceover, mm-hmm. and I'm like, and I actually paused it and went and looked to see. I'm like, is that actually I'm like it was actually him? Okay, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I liked it. it. It had it had good humor. Um, it actually the set was I thought was great. Mark's you're the one who said it looks like it came right out of like out of the musical for Evil yeah. Dead. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's exactly what I thought when I saw it. I'm like that looks exactly like the stage from when I saw it uh, down in St. Louis. So um, I had I had fun with this one, and it's the only one that I actually rewinded and watched parts of it over again. Yeah, I mean, well, there was production value, like you said. You you had a great set. You had costumes. The blood and the effect, makeup effects were really well done. Um, Scotty, what did you think of this thing? You know, there's actually um, – I actually reviewed this a couple years ago on uh, Film Geek Central, and I gave it a really bad review back then. But, you know, here's the funny thing. I gave the remake a bad review when I first reviewed it as well, and then months later I came back and gave that the remake a good review. I actually liked the remake, though I don't want to – Open up that can of worms and start a debate here. <laughs> I I love the original. I like the remake as well. The um, but uh, yeah. So I was looked back on this and I was like, okay, it's the evil heads, the non-porn version we're getting here. And ah, actually, this is better than I remember it being. You know, I don't know why I, I kind of had to stick up my butt. Well, maybe that was the problem. I didn't. Um, but um, <laughs> well, maybe because the sex scenes lasted a half hour apiece, and you had yeah. to watch this Evil Dead movie that was two hours long. That's true. That's true. It was. That's true. It was a two and a half hour movie. So I did. My finger was on. My thumb was on the fast forward button quite a bit. Uh, that's exact. Probably exactly it. Because without that, it's a half an hour long, and it's a lot. It plays a lot better. Uh, as I said before, I like Joanna Angel uh, a lot, even though I didn't 
like Repenetrator. I like Joanna Angel a lot, and I and in you know what? That's exactly it. In the shortened form, the humor kind of came through a bit more. I do think that the actresses that they get uh, the, in the Burning Angel stable, because what they do is they get uh, what they call alt porn actresses, which basically means they're a little more punky and stuff like that. Yeah. They have like a lot. Of, they they actually have a lot Tattoos. of time. Tattoos, dyed hair, piercing. Suicide-ish. Suicide girl-ish. Oh, yeah, and they actually have, like, a lot of tie-ins to, like, punk bands and stuff like that. If you actually, like, look into their, like, yeah. what they've done, they they don't do just porn. They've had, like, a lot of stuff with, like, music and everything else. And because of that, I always was a fan of the women there because, you know, that's kind of where I go. They were all, you know, they did a good job in the parts. Joanna Angel's great. Cleo Valentine's great. Even though you don't get to hear her speak, really, uh, Dana DiArmond is in the last scene in the uncut version, and... It's, she's always a welcome sight. Just it was it was it was fun. I mean, it. I didn't go as nuts for it as you guys did. Honestly, there's a little bit of the humor that kind of just didn't work for me, but I I could get the spirit of it more this time, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, I am going to give a little bit of uh, background and say that uh, according to the the website, this was nominated for nine AVN awards, and it won two. It won, <laughs> it won for best makeup. You were talking about the makeup. And it won for Best Actor, Tommy Pistol. Tommy Pistol once again <laughs> playing Ash this time. So, well, same, same dude. <laughs> I, I like, though, they did throw just a little bit of a spin on the original story, though, where you get in a bit with his ex-girlfriends. And where she, apparently he's not the greatest boyfriend to have in the world. <laughs> <laughs> at first, it, I'm going to let you know, at first I thought it was a continuity issue because some of the editing in here... Uh, there's no bra, and then there's a bra. Uh, not that I pay attention. But Well, that's because uh, I cut out scenes. Well, yeah, I know. That's yeah. why you cut out some scenes. I tried to mix them the best I could, but some, no, no. you just got to say, okay, no, well, no, there was a whole sex scene here. No, no, that's fine. Uh, but, you know, she did the, the, the locket thing. I'm like, wait a minute, she's wearing it. And then I'm like, oh, oh, we're here. And then he goes out to the graveyard, and it turns out she's not the first girlfriend he's buried. <laughs> you know, And, and I kind of like the little bit of a twist they put on it. The, also, if you notice, then there's a telltale sign in the beginning with his character where he's a bit nervous when they find the book in the recording. Like, he's done this, but, you know, yes. he, he knows what's going on. So I like that it wasn't a complete, replica of it. You know, they actually gave it a little bit of its own spin, uh, but still I thought they did really well overall production-wise. It just, uh, out of all of them, that it was the best production-wise I think. Yeah, totally. And, and the thing is, there are elements from all three Evil Dead films mm -hmm. uh, in this. They were just little tiny bits. I mean, there's the pillow talk line from Army of Darkness. Um, there's uh, the way the uh, the Saxonomicon or whatever it's called um, yeah. looks is from part two. His, and, hand, uh, his hand gets possessed, and he actually does a really good self-flip, which I did not expect him to do. Mm -hmm. I, I'm like... Holy crap. Tommy's <laughs> like, gotten really good. <laughs> you know, it's like I liked that bit where he self-flipped. So, yeah, it's uh, all borrows from all three films. Yeah, totally. I, I, I genuinely, when when cut down and the sex, I think, you know, these guys did a great job. Um, if we're looking at the non-sex version. Yeah. If we're looking at the sex version. <laughs> 
but it, but other than that, yeah, I thought it was super duper, super duper, super duper fun. So um, final thoughts of the the horror parodies before we move on to our bonus movie that we're going to talk about, guys. Uh, in general, Glenn, what did you what did you think about the horror uh, porn parody experience so far? From what I saw, some parts were funny, but knowing how long these were, it would have all been lost in in the full thing because I would have been so fucking bored after watching some guy plow a girl for 48 minutes straight, I'd be like, oh, was that funny? I don't know. I'm fucking half asleep, and I don't have a will to live anymore. Um, (laughs) Just, and I mean, I've I've never been, uh, as as far as, I mean, as far as porn goes in general, just watching fucking whole-length fucking movies, I've been like, what do I need a whole fucking movie for? I have an imagination, and I have a Sears catalog. I mean, when I was younger, yeah, as, as Eric said <laughs> earlier. I mean, full circle, boys. This type of the type of stuff in it. I mean, I can't see myself ever really sitting down and just watching these just for the fun of watching them. This, you know, I mean, if you know, if, if someone recommended and said, "Here, this shit's funny. Watch this," and they gave me the unedited one, I would no longer be friends with that person. <laughs> um, so, thank you, Derek. Uh, you remain on the friend list. Um, <laughs> Except for a penetrator. Yeah, but that was... I, I realized I can just do the slider bar across and be like, yep, it's the same thing, same thing, same thing, same thing. Oh, there, now she's killing him. Okay. <laughs> good, good, good. I'm glad I'm still, I'm still on that list there, Glenn. That makes me... Uh, that warms my heart. So, so Mark, the movie man, uh, final thoughts? Uh you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm glad they're pared down uh, to see just the the plot part, the, the part that actually has the story uh, to them. You know, some of them, as we've mentioned tonight, uh, you know, you can tell which ones they put a little bit forth more of the effort and other ones that were just trying to play off the hype of the film, you know. And I, I think those that actually took the time uh, you know, that, those at least are a little bit more entertaining. I mean, yeah, the evil, the evil head one is just hilarious. I, I love the cut down bit. I mean, it really caught the spirit of it. Whereas you get the Friday the Thirteenth one, and you're like, you've really not brought much to the table with your, you know, in your execution versus what you're supposedly going to show us. <laughs> you know. Right. Um, you know, and the repenetrator was just like, again, I, I don't watch these often, but Wooden Rocket is famous for parodies, and they do short, one-off type 20-minute mm-hmm. things, and that's what this felt more like, rather than an actual attempt at a parody movie. It was more of a parody scene, you know. Um, and and if we do more of these, there's a lot of other ones out there, not necessarily oh, horror yeah. ones, that you can also see production value. So, yeah, I mean, they're all over the board, just like with any film genre. Uh, are they, any of them meant to be scary? No. Do some of them get really bloody? A couple do, uh, you know. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's it, they are what they are. And, and, yeah, if you fast forward or do a chapter next, I think you'll enjoy them a lot more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. And I think... It, the next episode, if uh, anybody out there listening is uh, fishing out on these and you'd like us to sit and, and do another one of these and you have some that you actually like, email me at astroradiozpodcast at gmail.com and we'll definitely put them in. We'll have a list. I'm sure we'll have a list between us 
that we'll we'll come up with. I probably won't do the second part of this for a while because I thought this was just a, a quick lark. And honestly, do I want to watch more of this stuff? No, not really, <laughs> not for a while. But uh, if you you have some recommends you think we would find really funny uh, that we'd really enjoy, please by all means either hit me up on the Facebook page or email me at astroradiozpodcast at gmail dot com. Um, Scott, let's round it out. Go for it. Uh, you'll have you'll have a list from me in five minutes. Uh, oh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> now my my interest, as I said, my interest in this is a uh, uh, kind of goes way back because basically, uh, adult film basically started as another form of exploitation cinema. The original intent was to get it to be so that these it was kind of close to mainstream films, and then it kind of separated into its own thing through, due to a whole bunch of different factors. And so I always kind of look at these films as a form of exploitation cinema, you know, even though it is morphed into its own industry in its, in its own right. Having said that, I will say that especially the films today, I, I still like to hear about them, and I, I still find them, but I find them funnier in concept than in execution Absolutely. a lot of the time. Yeah. And so even in my group, Perverted Parodies on Facebook – that's like kind of like what I'm talking about. It's just like saying like, oh, look at this shit. It's funnier to hear that there's a movie called The Little Spermaid than it oh, is to actually. Jeez, <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. Nope, it really exists. It's and, real. And oh, uh, it's funnier to hear that there's a movie called The Little Spermaid than it probably is to watch watch all like two and a half hours of it. Uh, pared down, they're a lot better because these movies used to be like eight, 75, 80 minutes. Now they're two and a half hours, and it's too much. I don't want to have to watch my movie on fast-forward, especially when you're fast-forwarding through what's supposed to be the main draw of your film. There's just too much of it. It's called editing, guys. Having said that, I do uh, think that this was a funny show. I think it was a, I think it was fun to watch these in – Without all that stuff in between and stuff, and just see like how does how do the porn parodies how do they work in just as just parodies? And I had a good time with it. I'm glad we did this. Yeah, I, I think I agree, and that's kind of what drove me to want to do this episode in general. Is that I, I think you know I I've seen through the the years, and you know I like having yucks like the rest of any red blooded American male, and. Uh, Inevitably, you always come across these things like there's a, the the titles alone should sell you on these things. I mean, Wet Dream on uh, Elm Street, The Sexapede, uh, Repenetrator, even though it was an awful movie, it's a kind of a funny title. Um, and I remember other ones like maybe the next one we could do the Texas Dildo Masquerade or or whatever. You know, so I I rather go towards the I will always want to gravitate towards ones that actually use puns in the title. They actually like took the time to think of something as opposed to the official Friday the 13th porn parody. Oh my God. Come on now guys. <laughs> That's what that a lot of these companies actually have their own titles for all their porn parodies. If you look at zero tolerance always has the same. It's always official that I think they also have, there are two Halloween parodies, and and they have like the official Halloween parody. You know, it's it's it's. Vivid Vivid it's, has a this ain't. Yeah, whatever, well that whatever. that that's that's hustler, yeah. Or that's and, hustler. Excuse and me. they have and they and you know so they all have. Honestly, I wish I I but I go with Derek. I wish they had. They and I know why they're doing it. They're doing it so that they can not get sued. They're doing right. the old Larry yeah. Flint. 
uh, Supreme Court re- ruling saying it's parody. You can't sue us for parody. Right. Um, but uh, I kind of wish they did have more. Um, I mean, come on, you could do so much with some of these titles. You know, I agree. Wet I, Dream I, on Elm Street is so much funnier than official Friday the 13th parody. Right, and I think that's <laughs> half the fun. And that's why, you know, the ones that work for me are the ones that, that took the, the concept and realized that they're they're doing a porn and, and tried to just make it crass and juvenile and ridiculous and have a great time with it. And um, those are the ones that, that worked for me, the ones that didn't. Meh. Um, so... Finalizing this thing, we're going to do one more film, boys. And, and the reason I did it was for that reason alone was because, one, it's got an amazing title. And, and two, well, there's no story whatsoever to this fucking thing. It's just <laughs> stupidity. But we're going to do Edward Penis Hands. Hello? Why, hello there. I'm Patricia, your local marital AIDS representative. Oh, we, we have some specials on today. Uh, my, my, it is dusty in here. Uh, we have these on special today. Has somebody been working my territory? And this is a, a classic <laughs> picture. And honestly, no. <laughs> so Edward Penis Hands, I'm going to leave it up to you, Scott. Okay. What is the synopsis for Edward Penis Hands? I'm going to try to go back and see if I can remember it now. It's um, there. It, it, it kind of follows the plot of the Tim Burton film Edward Scissorhands in that this time in the uh, character who's supposed to be like the, the Diane Weist character from Oh, wait, was it Diane Weist? Or the, the mom of the family mom, from yeah. Edward Scissorhands. Instead of selling Avon, she's a door-to-door dildo saleswoman. Ding, 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 <laughs> ding. There's your ding, ding, ding. <laughs> What do you win, fine listeners of Astro Radio Z? <laughs> she's selling them, and she goes to this cr- the creepy castle where the... I oh, God, I cannot remember the mad science... The, the backstory, but uh, he's been... The scientist died before he could give him hands, so he has penis hands. He has these giant dildo penises for hands, right? Yep. Okay, I so I'm remembering it right. And uh, and so he comes home to live with the family and everything like that, falls in love with the dog. Winds up getting lots of tail because he's got three things to offer, you know. He's got – they always tend to go for his actual junk, in the in the, in, on the on the in the middle row, you know, center square, as it were, uh, rather than the two much much larger penises that he has for hands, which I thought were interesting. But he uses those too, and you know, there's lots of stuff. And uh, you know, it just kind of basically follows the basic storyline of the original Edward Scissorhands film. I will say that it, there's a one brilliant moment where the tender, sweet moment where we all kind of cried in the original oh, Edward Scissorhands, yes, where he makes it, it snow <laughs> and she dances in the ice shavings. Well, in this one, she dances in 
semen. <laughs> yep. Showers and showers of semen. And just couldn't be happier. <laughs> it's a fairy tale bukkake. <laughs> no, let's let's set this beautifully quaint and romantic scene up properly here, boys. So so they go to, they go to the, the you know where he was made. The 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 eight bit digital version of a castle, the screen that they have that they that starts to film and then they show the transition in and they're at the, the castle and uh she goes up to him and says Hold me. I can't I'll swear. And then she holds it, and what happens? His two penis hands, which are really like grody-looking appliances on his hands, <laughs> literally are shooting streams of jizz into the air, right? and it's raining. And she's just like spinning in slow motion around <laughs> in a circle with this jizz rain. It is, it is flabbergasting. Uh, well, you forgot, you forgot the setup. What, what is even the most weirder part of this? Uh, adult film that is, you know, aimed at. Let's face it, it most porn is aimed mostly at guys. Uh, you get the scene before that where he's in bed with her picture. Oh my gosh, the masturbation scene. <laughs> and he he's in bed with her picture, and he decides that all three of his members need to meet and help each other out. <laughs> And that was the most. That had to be one of the weirdest. See, I'm watching this going. Okay, a girl's gonna bust in on him at any time, at any time, <laughs> at, at any, at any. There's no. What's he doing with both hands? Oh, okay. Where's the girl? She's gonna bust. Oh, I guess not. <laughs> no, and there's a power ba- ballad playing over top yes, the entire thing yes. while he's rubbing his three junks together. Uh, and then she finds the covered picture <laughs> and thinks it's romantic. Yeah, it's covered picture. Guys, gentlemen, young people just first entering the dating world, let me just be the first to tell you, if you have not figured out that adult films are pure fantasy, not based in reality at all, let me just tell, give you this warning. If a woman finds a picture of herself covered in your spooge, <laughs> she's not going to find it charming. <laughs> no, what was her reaction? Her reaction was, ooh, he might be fun after all. <laughs> Oh God! Nope, not completely creepy that the dude with the with the two penis hands just jizzed all over his, uh, a picture of her. <laughs> well, oh my gosh! Look what she does for a living. <laughs> <laughs> so so. Well, what her mom does for a living. Her mom. Yeah, sorry, yeah. What her yeah, mom her does mom. for a living. Yeah. Her mom yeah. does. So yeah. I mean, she's you know. Which then you beg to wonder, what's the dad of the family thinking? <laughs> Thank you for bringing up the dad. My other favorite scene in the in this film, which turned out to be 21 minutes long after I cut it all down, and it still was fairly disgusting because oh, there's no you're way of getting about. around it. Yeah. There's no way getting around it um, is when the entire family finally meets him. And uh, the dad tells the daughter to shake his hand 
And she goes, oh, no. And she goes to shake his hand. He instantly starts jizzing. And he goes, oh, that's okay. Um, We can wipe that up. <laughs> Fade to black. Like, instantly. And it's just, oh, my God. This movie, of all of them, this movie had me dying. Well, let's not forget the five minutes of hello. Hello. That started hello. it. Hello. Yeah. Hello, this movie does not start out like many of your other – I mean, five minutes. I looked at the thing. I'm like, wow. She, Hello, hello, hello. I'm like, Again, okay. they used to be 80 minutes, so they would pat them out. <laughs> oh, man. And then she's she, – because she's in like – the, the, the kind of factory that Freddy Krueger would be in and yeah. is carrying around this suitcase filled with dildos. And, uh, hi, I'm your, uh, your neighborhood uh, marriage uh, supply specialist. What, are you here alone? And all she sees are these two huge prosthetic dicks on this guy's hands, and she doesn't do any. She's like, oh, okay. Are you Okay. It's like, oh my jeez! Well, she gets close, and his hands start moving around, and he's like, "They have a mind of their own." <laughs> wow, really? <laughs> I'm like, okay. Now, Edward Penisance. This film is, of course, from. It's not just based on the 1990 movie. The film's from 1991. I mean, this is a like almost 25 year old movie at this yes. point. Yes. Mark, we could have done it for the for the spoiler room episodes. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, Mark, when are you going to do the 25th anniversary of and, Edward Penis? <laughs> and you know what? It was. This was a time when either you had something outlandish like this as your premise. Or more often than not, they would just take the basic title, make up a fake title, which we kind of wish they still did today, and the film would have nothing to do with the movie. So yeah. the fact that this actually delivered on a character named Edward Penis Hands was just hilarious. And by the way, I want to point out that this is one of three, three yep, movies. Three. Yep. So, um, wait. Yep. Of Edward Penis Hands? Yeah, there's parts, two more. Okay. Parts two and three are out of print. <laughs> Glenn's uh, like, okay. Two, I, I, parts two and three are out of print. You can find a copy of part two. I cannot find part three anywhere. I have looked. <laughs> it's got Madison in it, and of course I looked. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't even know what that means. Madison's the, Madison's the girl who played the de demonically possessed person in your favorite movie, Evil Tunes. Oh, yeah. Uh, anyway, but uh, yeah, she was in the uh, last two Edward Penis Hands movies. Anyway, the uh, so yeah, so I mean, this was like, I mean, honestly, for the time, this film's awesome. <laughs> it's hilarious, Glenn. What it when awesome. it came down to it, what'd you end up thinking of this thing? Oh, it was absolutely hilarious. I mean, well, I I was chuckling through most of it. But then I I lost my shit in the in the uh, jizz rain scene. I just I practically fell out of my chair. I know. <laughs> it is jaw dropping. I, I saw it coming. I, I mean, I'm just like literally, literally. Um, but yeah, I'm just like they're gonna do it. They're gonna do. He's gonna, he's gonna do jizz rain, isn't he? He is. He is. He is. And then boom, I'm like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> and she's so happy. Yes. She's just so, she's so happy. 
probably because she's been playing with all those plastic penises her mom brings home and she doesn't know what it was. <laughs> oh my gosh. Jesus rain. It's it's unbelievable, boy. So <laughs> Edward penis hands. Now I, I guess it's punishment. If we do another one, we have to we have to end it with Edward penis hands too. We're gonna have to find this thing. Oh jeez, oh, what have I started? I can hook I can hook you up with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this that, surprises folks, no one. <laughs> yeah, and that, folks, is exactly the kind of people I bring on to my quality show here, Astro Radio Z. They always have stockpiles of Edward penis hands movies. <laughs> God, that's fucking hilarious. I think, I think Scott has the French cut, too. So The French cut? Oh, I don't know. I'm just making this shit up now. <laughs> so there it is, uh, boys and, uh, and, and girls and uh, ghouls and sleezoids. There is the first of, I'm sure, will be many, uh, many episodes through the years. This will be a Astro Radio Z staple, I'm sure. I, I, I'm boy. I'm going to make a prediction and say this is, I mean, whether you want it to be or not, buddy, this is going to be one of your most popular downloads. <laughs> <laughs> I unfortunately thought that. And, uh, oh, man. Well, at least I won't have to talk about witchcraft films. Oh, wait, no, I do. more. <laughs> now, now, ha- now, now, Derek, have you seen the uh, witchcraft porn parody? What? No, I got <laughs> I had to do it. No, there's no. No, there isn't. There isn't. Thank you. <laughs> Are you kidding? The witchcraft movies don't have the budget of the poor fairy. Oh my gosh, <laughs> you ain't kidding me, brother. You ain't kidding me. And and the fact that and now that we're done with the porn parody stuff, we can go on to much more intellectual conversations like, why the fuck are they making three more witchcraft films? They hate me. They must have heard the episode. And they're like, you know what? There's a huge demand for this shit. We better you know, pull together $16 and, and film three more films in the span of four days. I am not kidding. I was so excited to find out that they were making more because I'm like, we can go do more. <laughs> oh, Scott, you fucking masochist. Well, Jeez. it's because it was so masochistic, but honestly, once as soon as we were done with them, I missed it. I missed <laughs> getting together and talking about those movies. I didn't miss it for one week. <laughs> Bad, bad enough we get some other episodes coming for a couple other films. That... Oh, yeah, the next episode, folks, and I'm going to warn you, and I never do this, but the next episode is our next Vice Academy episode. Oh, and I'm, it's going to be a doozy. Let me tell you about that. Yay is not a word I would use, Scott. No, absolutely I not. Go, I, I have to go back and watch those again. Oh, oof. Oof! I'll, I'll give you a spoiler. My thoughts. Oof! Oof! <laughs> Oof! Uh, Why do you think we we've waited almost half a year to get to the second episode of fucking Vice Academy? Luckily, there's only six of them. Oh, jeez, man! There's no way. If there would have been thirteen of those fucking films, no way. We would so, never finish them. So that's what you got to look forward to, folks. <laughs> oh, it's going to be a doozy of a, of a show, folks. Um, but, yeah, three more. Now, now let's let's let, – let, yeah, Glenn, exactly. We all saw the videos that were posted and, and the pictures. 
literally looks like they were strung together on the budget of a fucking lunch. And uh, <laughs> looks like they spent more money on the lunch. Oh, boy. I uh, Who knows? They may come out to be the greatest thing since sliced bread. Who knows? I have no idea. But honestly, I oh, the fact that I got to do another episode of three more. It's, it's depressing. It's it's quite depressing. So, anyways, there's part one of the the horror porn parodies on Astro Radio Z, a new staple. Maybe maybe from now on we'll make that the the Christmas episode. We'll do the horror porn parodies. It'll be the Christmas episode, um, or the end of summer episode. Who knows? The summer uh, delivering to you a special package this Christmas. <laughs> Literally package. So, boys, let's I'm let's dreaming of a white jizz snow Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so, boys, let's let's wrap this thing up. This this shenanigans, and uh, let's let's tell everybody the fine listeners of Astro Radio Z where we can find each other, because uh, we're the only ones who ever look up our own stuff. Uh, I'm sure nobody out there is, but we'll 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 sit and act like they actually do. Uh, Scott Davis, where can the fine listeners find you? Uh, you can find me uh, at moviocrity.com. It's when when I figure when I get over myself and do my own thing. That's where I actually put up all my reviews and all the podcasts I'm on and uh, anything else I'm doing. I'm hoping to actually get some uh, new episodes going. Also of my web series, Moviocrity, which you can catch at vimeo.com/channels/moviocrity. And, uh, yeah, I guess if you want to join that uh, Facebook group, it's perverted parodies, but honestly, not much goes on there. Well, maybe now you'll have a huge influx of there uh, we go. going over there. I'll have a huge surge. There you <laughs> go. Oh, my God. This is just endless puns. Well, Mark, the movie man, Mark the movie man, go for it. Uh, <laughs> let's hear it. Oh, well, uh, for me, there's a one-stop shop basically for anything that I work on. It's specialmarkproductions.com. You can go to there and you can find uh, links to my YouTube reviews for myself, which on uh, my own channel, which is The Final Cut, where I also have a, a series I do occasionally, a Star Wars-themed one. I got music videos and other crap up there. Uh, but specialmarkproductions.com is where you can go there. You can find a playlist for all the stuff I do for We Live Film. I'm coming up on 200 reviews for We Live Film. Uh, so that's kind of big. I've also got our podcast, which uh, these fine folks are on, uh, and it's the Spoiler Room, and I've got archived episodes there. And you can also find us on Facebook, uh, Special Mark Productions, and the Final Cut as well are on Facebook. So, Please, people, go check that shit out. It's all top-shelf quality stuff. Mr. Glenn Bittner, round it out. All right. Unlike Mark, I make it very difficult. I'm unlike the porn film of finding stuff because I'm all over the fucking place and it takes forever and you'll be bored and want to kill yourself before you're done. But you can find me on Facebook uh, just by my name or B-Movie Bunker or Naked Oval Productions or 50 other things that I have on Facebook. You can also find me on YouTube with the B-Movie Bunker and Naked Hobo Productions. And you can find me, as you, as Mark said, on his website, Special Mark Productions, with all the podcasts I have done with him, as well as on Galactic Netcast, where I do my nerdy yes. podcast, The Adventure Party, which I'm sure they're thrilled that I'm pimping them on an episode <laughs> about porn parodies. <laughs> hey, well, yeah, there's sci-fi, there's sci-fi porn parodies. Yes. <laughs> I, I want you, please, I want you to go to Brad, and I want, I want you to say, hey, Brad, I got an idea for show. Hear me out. Hear me out. 
Please make that happen, Glenn. <laughs> I do that. They'll never have me as a guest on Galactic Netcast again. <laughs> oh, I love I love how most people that uh, come on to my show don't like associating themselves outside of this show with this show. It's uh, <laughs> it's awesome. It, it warms my heart. <laughs> I love you guys. Love you, um, so. <laughs> As always, I'm I'm the host of this shindig, uh, Astro Radio Z. I'm Derek Carey. You can find Astro Radio Z at astroradioz.com. If you want to talk to any of us, you can get a hold of us on the Facebook page, on the Twitter page, or at astroradiozpodcast at gmail.com. Talk to us. If you have suggestions for porn parody episodes, get them to us. Email us there. Or if you're into shitty, low-grade, sleazy movies, you can buy a couple of mine. Go check out the new horror anthology we did last year, Hole in the Wall, vimeo.com forward slash on demand forward slash gory hole. Or you can check out Swamphead through Wild Eye Entertainment. I hope you guys got off like 15 times during this episode. I hope you had your, your hands on your penises. I hope they were out or on your jinnies if you if, for the female persuasion if that's what you you know that's what your thing is there is lots of circle games going on much lube much bodily fluids I hope it satisfied everything Mwah, love you all happy jizzness later
Glenn, how are you, bud? You you think you got something? Is he still there? Did we lose Glenn? Glenn. Whoa, right. hold on, hold on. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I was I was getting something to drink. Sorry. What? What? I'm awake. I'm awake. <laughs> no, I, was, I was getting something to drink. What? What did, what did I miss? Fuck! I was I was watching Reed Penetrator for the fifth time. You fucks. <laughs> um, no, we're doing the uh, picks of the week. Uh, pick something red you've watched or or played or or listened to or whatever uh, you think that the listeners would would should check out. It could be it could be tabletop games, it could be movies, could be music, could be whatever. Oh, tabletop game that would be a uh, Mysterium. It's actually not out yet, but it's uh, it's a uh, it's coming out this fall, and uh, what it is is it's a cooperative game where one of you plays a ghost, who uh, it's set like a like using like the mediums, you know, like back in the early like Victorian age with mediums, you know, all having the seances and stuff, and one of you plays a ghost who is uh, basically it's amnesia and you can oh. just you can give images to uh, to the to the other players who are all mediums and they have to try to piece together the images to figure out who killed you and how they killed you oh that's so, so you can rest in peace yeah it, it's really really cool and and where did you get to experience this one I, I saw this one at uh, Gen con a couple of weeks ago and then a friend of mine actually got a copy of it there and we played it uh, just the other night. So, it's it's a really cool one. It's uh like I said, it's it's coming, officially coming out this fall. Um, I don't think I mean, some places probably already have it online, but uh, most of it's if you see it online, it's probably gonna be way overpriced. But it's from uh, Asmo Day is the company that makes it, and uh, it's supposed to be October, I believe, is what its official release date. So they just, of course, if you were at Gen Con, because it's the biggest game con in the, in the U.S., they had copies of it to sell, but they sold out, like, instantly. Mm. That sounds cool. So uh, what was the name of it again? Mysterium. Mysterium. So check that one out, folks. Uh, Mark, what is your pick of the week? My pick of the week is an indie film I got to see the screener of. And actually, Glenn, I just talked to the director, and he should be sending an email your way for a link to the screener. Awesome. Um, and it's an anthology, and it's called Shivers Down Your Spine by Dead Lantern Productions. It's basically a compilation movie. I was looking it up of the shorts they've done over the last like four years. And so they did this wraparound story, which is basically this guy finds this lamp in his microwave, and he rubs the lamp, and boom, this uh, beautiful topless genie shows up. <laughs> and uh, there's a joke in there, and it's really well done. And she basically sits down, and he has her tell nine stories, nine short stories. And the films, the short films are the stories that she tells the guy. And they range anywhere from uh, kind of horror noir to comedy, to a little bit darker stories. And it, it's a longer film, which surprised me, but it doesn't feel long. And, uh, you know, in between the stories, we get the wraparound story where they kind of make comments about the story, and it's a little bit of meta, uh, a little bit of breaking the fourth wall occasionally, but uh, they're really well-done shorts. Uh, it, it surprised me. I, I, they kind of approached me about it, and I wasn't, you know, I'm always open to looking at new indie stuff, and I'm watching it, and I'm like, wow, it, this is really good. <laughs> so now this is, little, one, what, this is like a duo of filmmakers, or is it a bunch of filmmakers, or what is it's the deal? Just, it's a company, and it's by one director. I'm still trying to look up, uh, I haven't looked up all the 
cast of the other members, I think they're all directed by the same guy or uh, by a crew, the Dead Lantern Productions. I, I didn't look up. Uh, the guy's name is Matt Meister, I think it is. Um, but really, really good stuff. I mean, the, the most of the shorts had decent production quality to them. Uh, a couple of very interesting stories, including the noir one they did, which is done in black and white, and uh, that one was really cool. Uh, and, and they've also got another one that's kind of a uh, twist on the... Uh, well, the genie has her story as well, and... Uh, yeah, there, it's just a range of stories. The uh, you know the babysitter alone type of story, uh, all of that. They they kind of range in different things, but uh, very interesting, very well done, uh, entertaining. Uh, you know, it, it was one of those you could tell they put effort into all the stuff that they they put into the film, and uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It, so that's my pick. It's called Shivers Down Your Spine. I think if you go to Dan Dead Lantern Productions, mm. you go to their site. You can find the DVD there. They're doing self-distribution, and the, the, the DVD's got all kinds of uh, special features and stuff on it, commentary plus another short that wasn't included in the anthology and, and all of that. And so I'm thinking of maybe picking up the uh, DVD because, yeah, it was, it was cool. It was, that sounds it was awesome. Cool. Yeah. You know me, I like my anthologies. <laughs> yeah, I like anthologies too, and, and some of them I were like, eh, okay, but this one, yeah, they, they really put some fun thought into it, and they you know don't take themselves too seriously, which is always good. Mm-hmm. You know, they know, they know what they're making, but they're having fun making it, and you can tell they are. Awesome. I love it. Can't wait to see that one. Uh, Scott, pick of the week. Uh, well, you know, I don't have regular t- TV. I have a Roku, so I've been I catch try to grab stuff on uh, anything I can there. And uh, I was telling Derek earlier about watching B movie TV is tw- got twenty four seven stream that I watch a lot. But another thing that I found somewhere else on one of the other channels that I just stumbled across, uh, I think it was on the Red Eye channel, um, that I really enjoyed is a documentary uh, that was done about I guess. Uh, five or six years ago, called Virginia Creepers, the horror host tradition of the Old Dominion. Oh, interesting. And what this is, is this is a full two-hour documentary uh, of the entire history of local TV horror hosts. And it's actually hosted by uh, Mr. Lobo, who, of course, does uh, Cinema's Insomnia, as well as a bunch of other stuff. And... What they do that I thought was interesting here is that they actually don't talk about uh, Vampira. They don't talk about Elvira. Uh, they don't even talk about my beloved Dr. Morgus that I loved or Sven Gulli. They talk about people that maybe don't get as much attention. Like uh, they ha- like they do a bunch on Gore Duvall. Uh, they do something about, you know, of course, the... You know, bunch well, just like a bunch of just bunch of film. Doctor Mad Blood gets a a bunch of stuff going on. So, what you really got was something that kind of goes beyond the normal uh, targets where people can find out everywhere, and it lets you know that in all these little pockets of the country before we had the internet, when all you were dealing with was UHF channels like we like we had when I was a kid because I'm old. Uh, you had you know all these little pockets where they'd have the horror movie host, and they were all this, this bad comedy, bad sets. The stuff was not was barely scripted, so we, people would bust up on camera, and it was just a 
really thorough, thorough documentary that I think goes into something like 40 years worth of horror movie host traditions, and I enjoyed this documentary a lot. If you ever get a chance to see it, it's called Virginia Creepers, the Horror Host Tradition of the Old Dominion. Mm, sounds interesting. There's a wow. lot of those uh, those uh, documentaries that came out, I want to say, like about 10 years or so ago where mm-hmm. you had uh, like American Scary. That was a good one, yeah. Yeah, there, that one came out, and there was a couple other ones. Um, and I, I think it may be somewhere down the road I'll do an episode uh, about uh, the Roku and about the, the exploitation possibilities that are there or that are there right now that I think people should be checking out. As um, you stated, we are all older dudes. Mm-hmm. We are not we are not young dudes as the majority of uh, horror podcasts go about nowadays. It's all younger guys that I'm not going to dog on them. They just weren't around back in that day to experience the horror hosts in a very in the way that we did. It's a and, new generation. Um, yeah, it's a totally different thing. And nowadays, I think the only way you can experience that again is through Roku, because I've I've noticed on many channels. Uh, the abundance of horror host related channels. Oh yeah, and, and it's been coming back, and um, some of them do it better than others, um, but it, it's still alive. And uh, to get perspective for uh, the younger kids, uh, if if there are younger people that are listening to this show, oh, I um, hope not. Not in this episode. <laughs> not, not, I mean, younger as in. Of legal age. <laughs> I do run a mature show, so you have to be of a certain age to download this. Yeah, yeah. Theoretically. Um, but uh, the younger listeners, uh, to get perspective, I think these documentaries are a great, great way to go about it because I think it's a lost art that, when done well, really lends an air to these public domain films that are nearly unwatchable. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. I've actually always wanted to. I've actually always wanted to do one of those shows myself. So I mean, I just finding out about all the people that got to do them. It's it's just kind of it really takes me back and says like, oh, that's you know. And honestly, a lot of it is probably nostalgia. They probably weren't as great as we thought they were, but it's true. Yeah. I just have such fond memories of all the horror hosts from my childhood. You know. You know what I miss, and I and I've talked about this on other casts. But I miss, um, and maybe because it wasn't as intrusive as some of the other horror hosts were, but I missed the way that Joe Bob Briggs did his. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. um, I, I wish there would be someone nowadays that, that had that spirit to curate and have the access and the ability to show people. Um, he didn't necessarily do a lot of underground stuff. He did back in the Cinemax days. Yeah. But – but to even with the more popular mainstream stuff, to be able to speak his mind about it freely, because um, I, I don't know about you boys, but some of my favorite stuff is like when he showed, and I posted it on Facebook uh, probably a few months ago, when he showed uh, Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3, he dogged the ever-loving fucking shit out of it. He, he did, hated, I saw that. He hated that movie, and it played, and the network didn't tell him to shut up. Yeah, and it was great. And I wish there was people nowadays that were allowed to do that. But unfortunately, we live in the era of we gotta placate everybody, 
everything's offensive to somebody and uh, there's you would never get something like that anymore so i i think it's it's a great thing for people to know that there are still people out there kind of trying to do this you're never going to get another joe bob Riggs. no it's it, it was a part of he was part of an era and he's he's legend you can go to uh, youtube and check out his clips and all that jazz um but uh Roku, maybe we should do a chan- uh, a, a show on that um, on, in the on future. Roku or similar, because I guess there's other, I guess there's people who have things other than Roku. I think you and I have Roku, but right. I think there's also other ones like I don't know if Amazon Fire is different or whatever. You know, right. they all have their thing. Right, or just streaming in general, streaming possibilities yeah. for the cult movie fan. Um, but uh, definitely check out because I know there's a couple channels I watch all the time. So. Anyways, great picks, guys. All of this sounds great. My pick of the week is going to be just today. God damn, today was a good day. Started out amazing. You know why? Ghost released their goddamn new record on stream. Oh, it's nice. phenomenal. You're a fan of the first two Ghost records. This is a this is a logical evolution. It it's still nice poppy 70s style doom metal. With it, it, this one feels much more focused than the last one was. I'm a, f- a fan of the second record, but this record, um, it just jams. It, it's got a great flow to it, very concise. Um, if you're a fan of them, you're still going to be a fan of them. Ghost new record, Maloria. When it comes out, I think it comes out the 21st of August. Pick it up with assurance. If you're a fan of Ghost, boom. 100%. There isn't a single dead track on that thing. Uh, are you boys fans of Ghost at all? I dig them. I dig Ghost, actually, yeah. Good stuff. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. So, anyways, there it is. Picks of the week, fiends, media <laughs> consumers, go get stuff, make make paper, <laughs> love, love life. All right, I'm ending this thing. Peace. <laughs> Asmodeus, Satanas, Lucifer, Lucifer.